0: Hello, and welcome to the Equation of Sales podcast with me, Tim Gibbons. This podcast is a mixture of chat, ideas, and training that can help you to improve your sales performance, close more deals, and earn more money for you and your company. The Equation of Sales states that trust times needs times value equals successful selling. In other words, we need to establish trust with our customer, understand their needs, and then demonstrate the value of our product to satisfy those needs. If we can do all of that, then we're going to be more successful in our sales activity. This month, we're looking at what does a good customer look like, which is part of trust. And I'll be chatting with my guest, Joanna Hansford of C&C Reservoirs. So, what does a good customer look like? This is not a question of how they look physically. We do not really care if they're male, female, black, white, short or tall. The question is essentially, are they more likely to buy my solution than another customer? It's highly unlikely that your company has sufficient sales resources to fully target every possible customer equally. It's also likely that not every company will be equally interested in your solution at the same time. As a result, you have to prioritise your work and focus on the customers that are most likely to buy your solution in the near future. We have a mutually beneficial relationship with our good customers, and they generate us lots of revenue for us. Poor customers can frequently cost us time and money, and as a result, we should spend less time working with them. We may even decide not to deal with them at all, if we decide that they are never likely to buy from us, regardless of how good our solution is. Each month, I interview another experienced salesperson, and everyone gets asked the same set of questions. So it seems only reasonable to me that I also answer these questions. So over these first six episodes of the podcast, I'll be answering these questions from my own perspective. So, what's the most important thing that I have learned working in sales? This is a difficult question for me to answer, because I've obviously learned many, many things over my career. However the most important thing that I've learned I probably only realised once I started to teach and it's what I call why change. If a customer buys your product then they have to change something about their business as a result. Otherwise why would they have bought it? However we are often cautious about changing and so our reluctance to buy can quite often be due to a reluctance to change. As a result we need to first of all persuade our customer to change before we can persuade them to buy. If they realise that they need to change, then buying the product will be a much more simple decision. So, I start by trying to persuade customers of the need to change, rather than talking about my product. Many of my ideas about identifying a good customer come from an Australian dentist called Paddy Lund. You might find this an odd source for this sort of information, but he's written a number of business books and is well worth getting to know. Paddy built his dentist practice by completely changing the way that he worked, by not advertising, by getting rid of his poor customers and focusing on happiness. The happiness of him his staff and his customers. You can only become a patient if you get referred to him by one of his existing patients. When you arrive at his practice, you're met at the front door by a nurse, given tea and cake and have comfortable chairs to sit on. It's quite unlike any dental practice I've ever seen. Paddy decided that some of his customers made him and his staff unhappy by not looking after their teeth only coming when they needed treatment and not paying their bills on time. He therefore asked them to either change the way that they behaved or to find another practice. As a result, he only ever works with people who regularly get their teeth checked and look after them. Not having to manage poor customers made Paddy and his team much happier and he could spend more time looking after his best customers who did make him happy. If you want to know more about it, just Google Paddy Lund and you'll find all that information. Mm-hmm. So, my guest this month is Joanna Hansford of CNC Reservoirs. Welcome to the podcast. Jonna, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your company?
1: Hi, Tim. Thanks for having me, first of all. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm a sales professional and I'm working in the oil and gas industry. At the moment, um, I'm working in business development and account management throughout Brazil, Europe, and Russia. And I'm currently employed at CNC Reservoirs.
0: Great, thank you. Tell us about your uh, journey to this point. Did you always want to work in sales or how come do you ended up working in sales?
1: I love this question. It's, it's always interesting to get the story behind how yeah. people end up in sales. And interestingly, I kind of fell into it. So um, um at a previous company I was working for, um, I was working in R&D, research and development. Um, and one of my colleagues actually praised me on my charismatic qualities and and he said to me, well, you know what, John, I think you'd be really good at sales. So I kind of fell into it. And I never looked back, and it's been really a great journey.
0: Okay, fantastic. It, it is. It's interesting how people fall into these things without thinking about it. It's, uh, yes. So I'm sure that you've learned lots of things during your career. What's the first thing that you remember learning in sales?
1: It's quite hard for me to remember, actually. Well, the first thing I... I, I uh... I learned, but um I I, I do recall uh, sort of early on uh learning that it was very, very important to get in front of the customer as often as possible. And um, in my early days and as a sales professional, um I'd sort of spend a lot of time thinking up ways in which I could grab the customer's attention, be more visible, uh get get to see them as much as possible. So um so, yeah, I guess that was kind of one of the
0: first things. Okay. About, um, did you come up with any novel ways of, of grabbing their attention?
1: Well, I, one of the things I did actually, and I think it helped. Um, I was working for quite a small uh, company at the time and we had our offices quite far away from all of our customers' offices. Because we were a small team, um, it wasn't much effort for us to move to the location of the office. So we have uh, actually moved our office location closer to our customers. Um, and we'd see a lot of our customers as we were going out to lunch and things like that and having a coffee break. So it was really good, actually. <laughs> bit of out-of-the-box thinking.
0: That's quite a dramatic way of going about getting attention from your customers. But it is. It's, it's one of those most difficult things. And, yes, if you can actually talk to people away from the office – And get to know them I think it's a really really useful thing to do
1: yeah absolutely and uh, of course you know that that also takes a lot of um convincing management to do (laughs) too but it works out very well yes
0: yes yes so what do you think is the most important thing that you've learned in sales
1: that's a really tough question I think Mm -hmm. um and it comes in uh I guess there are two things but am i allowed to say two things absolutely yes <laughs> um so i guess the first one is patience i would say i think um many of us have this idea in our heads that sales is quite quick and fast process but it can take a long time as you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: yes. <laughs> um, particularly when we're working with complex uh, b2b sales you know um it yeah. And we, you know, we have to work on our customers' time scale sometimes. So so yeah, that that's perhaps one of the most important things. And the other thing I would say is to not take things personally because there's quite a lot outside our control. Um, and it can be difficult. We need to develop a thick skin sometimes.
0: <laughs> yes, no, that's absolutely right. Absolutely right. Yeah, there it is. It's it's you can have the right product for your customer, but at the wrong time and that yeah. patience is so important and uh, you you know that you can help them but the problem is they've got another six issues they've got to solve before they can talk to you and and it is that that patience is quite important so obviously you've worked in sales for a while i'm assuming that you enjoy your role what's the best thing you think about working in sales
1: hands down best thing is going to meet people day in day out talk to different customers learn more about what they're doing and how we can help them absolutely love meeting people so yes
0: yeah (laughs) so that's your outgoing personality you see that's what it is (laughs) okay so what would your advice be to someone starting out in sales just now
1: i would say um spend as much time as possible getting to know your customer um, I think it's very important that, you know, you talk to them as much as possible, get to know them, ask them questions, like really good questions, um, and invest your time in them because I think that's incredibly valuable for yeah. long-term relationship building.
0: Yes. If, if, if you get to know them on a personal basis and build that relationship, they will last forever, those customers, and, uh, they are worth so much more. Yeah. Okay. So the topic of this podcast is about identifying good customers. And I've made the point that customers that you thought were not great can become great because circumstances change. Has this ever happened to you? And if so, what happened?
1: Yes, absolutely. This has happened to me. Um, And actually, I think that it's a great opportunity to turn things around when you've got a customer who's perhaps not so happy with, you know, uh, whatever product or service you've, you've sold them. Um particular instance I want to refer to was um was a customer who was actually complaining quite a lot. And um our support team at that time were not uh I'd say they were getting sick of it pretty much. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> quite frankly, they were just not happy. And and at that time I pointed out to them actually, this is a really great opportunity for us to understand what's gone wrong here. Um, why the customer is complaining um, and see if we can do anything about it because in the end that could be turned around and we could actually improve the way we're doing things and so I I actually took that route, um, I spoke to the customer who vocally, very vocally outlined everything, <laughs> all of the issues to me and um, and you know and and i went back to my team but i thought that was really great because even though the customer was not happy they were willing to talk to us about it you know which which sort of demonstrates that they want to improve they want things to improve for them um so what happened was we managed to implement some changes that directly improved the situation um, and we like to think that that at that time that improved things for all of our customers. So that was a win win for us. Um, and the customer is is a close friend now to this day because you know he felt respected, valued, and and that we we listened to him. You know?
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now that's that's a great story. Uh, it's it is really important to listen to why your customers are complaining because if if they if they don't bother telling you. You're not going to get nothing out of it, but they're actually wanting to help you so that they get a better service um, and it, it is it really does help.
1: yeah, absolutely I, I agree and I, and I think as it's perhaps human nature that we just switch off when we hear all the negative talk. so so it's quite it's quite good to you know take a second look at these
0: yeah but well, it goes back to your point of not taking things personally right yeah. It's almost always a process that's the problem. Uh, It's very seldom is it the person that's the problem. Um, And so you need to go back and look at your processes and say, okay, how can we change things? And you're right. Everyone then benefits from it. Um, But your best customers will take that time to spend the time with you to get things right. Um, And it's well worth doing it with them. Yeah. That's a great story. So thank you, Joanna. That's been a great chatting to you. Really appreciate your time. Thanks very much.
1: Thanks very much, Tim.
0: If you want to determine who is a good customer and who is not, you need to use a set of objective criteria. This allows you to score each customer and then rank them from best to worst. These criteria could include such things as how big the company is, how often do they buy from you, where are they located, do they pay their bills on time. The criteria will vary by company and sometimes even by product line within that company. You need to decide what criteria work for you and how to judge each company against those criteria. Think about what your best and your worst customers look like and use those as a guide. Not all criteria will be as important as others, so your scoring system needs to reflect this. For example, customers who buy lots of expensive products but maybe pay their bills a bit late are going to be more important than customers who buy few products, even though they pay their bills on time. By varying the maximum score that a customer can achieve for each criteria, you can reflect these differences. Once you have ranked all of your customers, you will see which are the best and which are not so good. You then need to decide how you treat each group. The best ones you obviously need to spend most time with, But don't ignore the others. Find some simple way of interacting with them that does not cost much time or money. Remember that companies will change and the people in them will change. And so their position in your ranking may change over time. Before we finish, here's a sales tip for you to think about. More sales activity means more sales. It's a very hard statement to argue against, basically because it's true. When I was a sales manager, I was always encouraging my team to get out and talk to clients. If you never talk to anyone, it's unlikely that you will ever make a sale. So the more people you talk to, the more sales you will make. So, if you're struggling for sales... Get active and get more people active. They may not always be very effective, but they do need to be active. Things will start to happen, sales will be made, and then you can start to think about doing this more effectively. However, it all starts with activity. Better quality activity will give you more sales, but no activity will give you no sales. And finally, I talked about persuading your customer to change at the start of the podcast. I love this quote about change from US President Woodrow Wilson, who said, if you want to make enemies, try to change something. So that's it for this month's podcast. I hope that you've enjoyed it and found it useful. My thanks to my guest, Joanna Hansford, for her contribution. I loved her story about moving their offers to be closer to their clients. It's definitely one way of improving that score in your good customer ranking. If you would like to learn more, there are a lot of resources on my website, hulock-consulting.com. The sales tips, blogs and recorded webinars that you can watch whenever you want. Beyond that, there's my book, The Equation of Sales, a practical guide to selling technology. It's the distillation of more than 25 years of sales experience into practical tools for people selling technology or technical services. The book provides the foundation for all of our training. It includes examples and practical exercises so that you can immediately start to apply the lessons from the book to your own work. You can buy the book via the website, hulog-consulting.com. That's all for this episode of Solving the Equation of Sales. I hope that you've enjoyed it. Please subscribe for future episodes and if you did find it useful, please tell your friends and colleagues so that they can benefit from it as well. Thanks for listening and happy selling.